At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It is our Friday edition of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios, filling in for the Hall of Famer Mike Pritchard, but we do have Josh Applebaum. Interesting day for one Josh Applebaum in Boston, Massachusetts. Follow him at Josh underscore insights. You check him out on his Market Insights podcast every single day of the week. And Josh, last night will go down as one of the great all-time days in sports betting history. Now, I know you, at least the ticket you had on first overall, ends up being on the wrong side. But still, regardless, Josh, you are still part of the history and a story you're going to be telling for quite some time, I have to imagine. (laughs) You're exactly right, Ben, and happy Friday. It's great to be with you. So note to self, do not check my Twitter notifications today, Ben. We've turned those off. Uh, it's been a bit of a rough day, uh, <laughs> last 24 hours here. But, you know, all jokes aside, we'll go through the winners and losers and everything. But I think, you know, if we just take this conversation to the macro level, and I would really, you know, uh, you know, tell a lot of people to check out Ben Fox, our colleague's article today. I thought he did a fantastic job uh, talking about kind of the insanity of last night. But I'll give you my takeaways, Ben, which really kind of were important to me. 
number one, I think really it's really important, obviously, to wait as long as you can to bet these, you know, these these prop bets here, whether it's the NFL draft, the NBA draft. Remember, Stingley movement going third overall. That really didn't take place until the last day, last few hours before the draft. You know, same thing with the Bancaro movement. Now it's a little bit more complex with Bancaro because we did see the night prior to the draft, you know, you know, 11 p.m., new, you know, midnight, you know, 1 a.m. There was a lot of bites at the apple from Sharps on Bancaro that flipped into a favorite. But then my other takeaway, Ben, aside from waiting longer, is really, you know, not trusting experts. I think the biggest takeaway for me yesterday was, you know, I put a lot of stock into Woj. You know, I'm, I'm kind of the type of guy when it comes to Schefter and Woj that their word is gold. They're so tied in. And if they're going to tweet something out, they must be supremely confident about what they're saying. But of course, you know, sometimes they get it wrong. They really never do. But last night was kind of the worst opportune time to put your faith in some of these insiders. But I also think, Ben, it's important, you know, to kind of, you know, operate on really looking at, you know, secondary markets, because you and I were talking yesterday, you know, I got Smith wrong, obviously, and that late move, you know, you did see, it was kind of insane here, if you look at the tweets from uh, from Woj, from Adrian Wojnarowski, because, you know, at 851, he tweets out that it's going to be 1-2-3 led by Smith, then things, uh, you know, completely flip towards Smith, where Bancaro was the favorite overnight, then we had Smith all day as the favorite, and then Woj kind of walks it back, I think it was like 740, 750, something like that, he tweets that, hey, it's going the other way, it's going toward Bancaro, obviously all the books move, it flips to Bancaro, I think like minus two five minutes before the draft so if you waited you saw the late movement the late market was right to me the biggest takeaway is don't trust experts trust the betting market and also ben as i mentioned a second ago look for the secondary market because yeah i, I took it on the chin there with jabari smith but also a lot of these secondary bets that we talked about did pretty well you know ty ty washington over did, you yeah. know the ter- yeah the, the terry under these juiced up game uh you know game day i say game day but draft day prop bets you know your guy sohan you know under 12 and a half that was juiced up so to me Obviously, the biggest takeaway when it when it, to me this is a kind of a seminal moment in the world of sports betting because I think we a lot of us myself included would trust the experts and again if they're tweeting out they must know what they're doing but I think moving forward you know you got me on that one last night you know Woj and the whole team but moving forward it's always going to be the market over what an expert is saying because I was, I was talking to TG and texting him right after Bankera went number one and he said. Hey, you know, there are these informed betters. The guy who, you know, walked up to the Borgata counter and hit Bancaro like three times in a row the day before the draft. It wasn't just some average Joe putting down 10 bucks. It was a better who knew what he was doing, who was informed. So again, Ben, I hope everyone cashed those, uh, you know, including Gil Alexander, who did a great job, you know, highlighting a lot of value to Bancaro. Congrats to everyone on Bancaro. But if you're a guy like me with Smith, you fool me once, Ben, shame on me. I won't get fooled again. Didn't George Bush, uh, Bush say that? I some something like that. I well, look, like that. I mean you and you talk about Woj and it's it's easy to say now but the reality is for as long as we have had betting available and we're talking here in betting across America is as is the name of our show where different jurisdictions have had different uh, allowances and methods where you can bet this and here in Nevada it's it's essentially all been eliminated because of how the books have taken it on the chin for so many years and we there's just no way for us really to bet this stuff anymore but for those in other jurisdictions across the country here You've had this opportunity to bet, and for really until, and that's why last night was such a seminal moment, was because until last night, it was the insiders, it was the experts, and the preeminent reporters in these respective leagues that you could always count on, and that's what made last night so wild, and look, I I was sitting on primetime action last night with the Jeff Parles and Kelly Bidlin, it was Smith minus 750, and that was 15 minutes before the magic went on the clock. And then, as you mentioned, Woj sends out the tweet, and he had made a comment as well on the broadcast. And within two minutes, 
it had gone from Smith minus 750 to all of a sudden Bancaro minus 200. And then after that, all the, all the books basically took it off. So it, what, what is, I think, for my notable takeaway here, Josh, it's, it's more that you're talking about finding who you trust and, and kind of when to trust that when that news is coming out. But also going forward here, we're, we're in a situation where with all these books now legalizing and, and allowing, especially if you're on the East Coast or in other newer jurisdictional markets, you're going to have so many opportunities to bet this stuff. And the timeline is going to be much greater than at least where we have kind of in an antiquated setting here in the state of Nevada. Uh, the point all being, I have to imagine, you know, sure, this could be just a blip on the radar where it's like a one-time deal where your most preeminent insider got it wrong and he, I mean, look, Josh, sure, you took it on the chin. You lost a bet. Nobody's taking it on the chin more in the betting community than Adrian Wojnarowski today with how flat-out wrong he was and how he tried to just coyly walk everything back without really admitting anything, which he, he didn't really admit anything, but he was flat-out wrong. Will that just be a blip on the radar, Josh, or is this going to be a sign of things to come? That's my big question going forward because doesn't that kind of alter how you approach the draft, both NFL and NBA, when we think about how we traditionally bet this stuff, which is looking at mocks, looking at reports from the insiders, and basically going from there, because you could make the case that this could really upend everything going forward. You could also make the case that this was just a, a wild one-time thing, the likes of which we probably won't see again anytime soon. So I'm of the opinion that it's kind of a one-time thing that we may not see again soon, but I think it does change your opinion and the way you take this information because, you know, as a market-based better, you know, Ben, I was feeling good. You know, I got, you know, Smith at minus 105, as you mentioned, you know, right before the draft, 15 minutes before, he's minus 750. So again, as a better, I feel like I did my job. I got a good number. I beat the closing line. But obviously the one thing we can't account for is, you know, information going the other way, late-breaking movement going the other way. So to me, you know, if you're thinking back of situations where, you know, the betting market uh, was right and you know an insider was wrong typically you do want to lean on the betting market just in general but I do go back to the 2016 election here Ben you know I'm not going to get into politics at all but remember Hillary the betting markets had her as a huge favorite going into it it really wasn't until late late in the night that you know Trump became a favorite to win so I think the point being for me Ben is you know I'm not I don't you know I don't want to pile on Woj obviously you know his tweet that came out at 8 41 a.m. I thought that was gold I thought that was uh, you know from the preeminent insider that he never gets these things wrong obviously he did. And again, he was told his source, you know, from the magic or whoever it may be was that, Hey, it's going to be Jabari Smith. So my question is, you know, moving forward, uh, is Woj going to not, you know, kind of take, you know, is he going to mm -hmm. uh, take these reports with a grain of salt? Is he going to run to the Twitter to tweet things out when people tell him, is he going to try to double triple source? That's something that is notable to me. Uh, and I also think Ben, you know, when you're looking at these markets again, it's all about the late movement, but if you're 15 minutes before a game and you're holding a minus 105 and it's minus 750. Again, you feel good about that, but this just goes to show you, and as, as I was texting Thomas Gable at the Borgata, he was saying how difficult and just aggravating it is booking these events because it's really difficult. Right. It's really, you know, based on reports and, you know, NFL, how these guys do in the combine, what are you hearing inside? So I don't want to just, you know, totally throw Woj by the wayside. Yes, he got a really big one wrong last night, but Woj is probably going to be right 99% of the time. It's just difficult that the one big time when he really needed to be right and a lot of betters like myself put a lot of stock into that tweet. 
he obviously was wrong on that one. Look, hey, it's okay to pile on Woj, Josh. Like, this is the guy who ripped and blamed <laughs> sports bettors for unrested NBA games, okay? It is totally that fine is to pile on in, uh, in this particular instance. But look, that I mean, that wasn't the only case, too, last night where we had upsets in the betting market. Everybody's going to talk about that, and rightly so, where, again, as you mentioned, when a guy's minus 750, basically 10 minutes before the draft, and ends up falling to number three, that is a major, major story when you consider how much was wagered just on the number one draft pick alone. Not, not, not even considering the rest of the NBA draft. But, Josh, looking at some of these other guys past the Boncaro to, to, to Orlando news here, some really interesting guys who, who went way below or, in some cases, way over uh, their projected positions. Jeremy Sohan, number nine to the Spurs, who was 12.5, so a solid 3.5 difference there. Jalen Williams, who goes to the Thunder at 12, who was set in most shops at 15.5. That was pretty significant. And I mean, even as we got into the late teens and, and early 20s, I mean, a, a team like the Timberwolves taking Jake LaRavia, who was in the mid-20s of his positional prop, the Nuggets drafting Christian Brown, who was more, I mean, you could have got plus money on him going in the first round in general, uh, and he goes 21. I, I have to imagine because of that, Josh, there are some other takeaways from last night outside of just the what, what the what the kind of world-shattering happening was, which was the Boncaro number one news. There were other things that you could take away from that. Oh, absolutely, Ben. You know, I'll start with, you know, pick number four and pick number five. You know, going into it, it was feeling like, hey, a lot of these minus numbers, again, you're right, Ben. I was like, minus 750 Smith. Chad Holmgren was like, minus 600 number two. You had Ben Carroll, like, minus 500 number three. And we're saying, okay, those are huge minus numbers. The drafts, you know, in a little bit here, feels like that's going to happen. Obviously, it didn't shake out that way, but we're, I was saying to myself, at least, the draft starts at four and five. Again, here's where the upset started. You had Jaden Ivey, who we talked about quite a bit throughout the week. And yesterday, Ben, he was minus 200 to go fourth to Sacramento. What do the Kings do? They go the other way with, with, with Murray there from Iowa. You know, Murray was the favorite to go five to Detroit. So those flip-flop there. Then, of course, I keep going back to these over-under juiced-up draft positions because I think that that's another big takeaway for me, Ben. Like, I think we all, and personally, like, you know, I want to get the number one pick right because if you get it right, you're off to a good start. You're feeling good about yourself. But if you get the number one pick wrong, but you get all your other bets right, then you had a good night overall. And really, to me, it's, it's these juiced-up player position overs. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, Jaden Hardy, who went 37 overall, he was 23 and a half. But on game day, his over, uh, over uh, juice was minus 120 up to minus 160. To me, moving forward, I'm going to really focus on that over-under draft position, you know, draft day juice movement, the head-to-heads where we did see, you know, your guy, uh, who was it, Davis, went before Griffin. I'm going to go to those markets moving forward. Yeah, we, look, we could talk about this all day, Josh. It was such a fascinating night that Ty Ty Washington, both of us liked him over. He goes 29, was 19 and a half. We'll discuss Rookie of the Year coming up next, but a reminder, BetMGM, all your favorite wagering options, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke on the Major League Baseball card every day, NFL offseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer still so much more to get to as we welcome you back on betting across america presented by BetMGM. i'm ben wilson joined again by josh applebaum nba draft as predicted josh dominating the discussion today we'll continue that on here with some rookie of the year conversation but we still have stanley cup to get to we have college world series that matchup is set We've got some interesting news in Major League Baseball and how that is potentially affecting an award market and, and of course, your Major League Baseball play. So still a ton to get to uh, in the next 30, 35 minutes or so. But we look at the NBA Rookie of the Year odds market. That has now been set following the draft. And it's so, at least for me, Josh, it's so hard to bet these where you come straight out and you have all the pontification about where guys will go 
and, and how this will all sort out. And you hear from, from the so-called experts who, who say who, which picks they love and which picks they hate. At the end of the day, Josh, which, which of these guys do you feel like, and maybe not at the top of the board here, because who really wants to bet Boncaro at 3-1? to one? I, don't, I don't think anybody. Who, who's the guy a little further down the board, though, that would intrigue you based on the fit, based on, again, just a rapid reaction what we saw from last night? Yeah, so I think first off, again, I'm not going to bet any of these right now. You know, again, obviously we saw last night waiting till the end how important that is. And if we go back to last year, Ben, remember we went into it, Cade Cunningham, best odds overall to win it all. He had a pretty good year, uh, obviously, but he did not win the award. It was Scotty Barnes who won that award and really neck and neck, you know, toward the end, whereas Scotty Barnes and then it was Mobley there from the Cavs. So it wasn't, you know, your number one pick. It does not always, unless you're like LeBron, oftentimes the number one doesn't always win it. So to me, I'm looking a little bit down the board here a little bit. Again, Bank. Caro to me, you know, as mad as I was with, you know, Ben Carroll going one and me losing Jabari Smith one, I do think he's in a pretty good situation there with the Magic. You have a pretty good core right now. You know, Franz Wagner and Suggs, uh, now Ben Caro, you know, Isaac, some of these guys that got hurt, Mo Bamba. But I think you're, if you're looking down a little bit and looking for some value, uh, I look toward Jaden Ivey, plus 600. This is a guy that scored a ton in college, great playmaker. Now that he's on you know, Detroit, if, you, if you're going to work with Ivey, with Cunningham, I could see this you know, Pistons team starting to take a little bit of a step up. And I think partly Scotty Barnes winning it last year was that he was on a, a team that did pretty well. You know, it was a winning record, winning team, and he was a starter and a big part of it. So Ivey, to me, I could see working very well with Cunningham. I tell you one thing, Ben, I'm not going to take Chet Holmgren. I like the player, but I just think that body type, you can kind of get away with it in college, but now you're playing against, you know, grown men and you're seven feet and you weigh 195 pounds. I'm a little bit worried with Chet Holmgren betting him just in terms of his durability and, you know, going to the next level. And of course he's got great skills. He can shoot. I think he's going to be a great player. But remember when Giannis came to the NBA, uh, Ben, he was kind of the same thing, a very, you know, thin guy needed to put on some weight. So I'm not going to bet him. I think there could be injury concerns. I don't know if his body's going to hold up. To me, Jaden Ivey is worth a look. And then, you know, Sacramento, obviously, it's it's really a, the place where a lot of these top picks really struggle and, you know, really don't want to go there. But what if Keegan Murray at plus, nine, uh, plus 900, you know, puts up close to 20 points a game? That could be worth a look. But again, long story short, Ben, I'm not going to bet this right now. It's way too early. I do want to get those, you know, percentages from BetMGM. I'd like to see, okay, who are people much sharper than me betting on right now? I'd be curious about that. But when you look at this board, Ben, any of these names jump out to you? Uh, who on the board to you has value right now? I, look, well, I'm with you first on what, what you say in general. I'm not betting this right now. But I look, Ivy and Matherin, two guys who will be in, in more of distribution roles right away. Where they And two guys who I and most people, most uh, talent evaluators would tell you as well, are in positions to contribute in a pretty good, big way from opening night in, in their respective situations. And you, you bring in, especially Ivy with Detroit, which we talk about the winners and losers, which is always kind of a ridiculous conversation. But... The consensus there was it was Oklahoma City and Detroit based on the pieces they were being able to bring in and how, how little they actually had to give up in return when you end up breaking down all those deals that were made on, on actual draft night outside of those top picks. So to me, yes, Ivy at 6-1, to one, Mather in 12-1 to one would be where I, I would end up looking, especially, too, with how Indiana has been rumored here to be moving Malcolm Brogdon, really opening things up for Mather and a guy who, despite only being 19, he is ready to lead an NBA offense. So when you pair those guys with with in being in respective teams who have a lot of a lot of things to offer there on an offensive perspective here and they have ability to not have to totally shoulder the load like a Keegan Murray and 
Josh, I want no part of Keegan Murray. I'm sorry. And I, don't, just, <laughs> it, it, I feel bad because it's the Kings, and they screw this up, it seems like, every year. I just want no part of him. But, I, look, you have to target guys who are NBA-ready right now who are going to be in positions where they're not asked to do everything, and they will not be picked on by some of these veteran teams where they could get exposed. So Ivy and Matherin fit that bill to me. Guys I want no part of would be Murray at 9-1. to Look, Shaden Sharp, Dyson Daniels, Uzman Jing, those guys are not ready. I mean, Sharp, just don't even, just forget about it. Thirteen to one makes no sense. And again, a lot of this is partly correlated because of the draft pick. There's no way you would want anything to do with Sharp at thirteen to one, given how we know nothing about him right now, and he's presumed to be the replacement to Damian Lillard eventually. So those would be three guys I'd avoid, Josh. But again, I mean, look, if you want to have some fun, Mather and twelve to one, I'd say go for it. I'd much rather I'd much rather bet like on a Stanley Cup tonight, where I at least say, even if I don't feel like super sharp about it, which I you know I wouldn't for either of these things, I could at least I at least have the entertainment value where I know that bet one one way or the other will either be graded as a winner or a loser come the end of the night tonight. Yeah, and I think you're totally right, Ben. And as we're kind of talking and thinking about, okay, what makes a you know a rookie of the year winner here? I'm thinking back to a lot of the Scotty Barnes, you know, movement that we saw late last year, but also kind of the team you're going to, being a winning team, being able to contribute, being NBA ready. If you have to check off all those boxes, one name that jumped out to me, Oche Ajabi. He's 25 to 1 right now, Ben. That's kind of a good number. He's going to go to the Cavaliers. Obviously, the Cavs had a really great year last year. I think they were the first team to cash their overwin total. They have kind of a really good young core. Uh, and really, you know, Ajabi, when you talk about NBA ready, Ben, he's one of the older players in the draft. He's 22 years old. He was a senior. He played all four years. And he was coached by Bill Self. He won the championship. That sounds like a guy to me, and I'm worried a little bit if he if he's not a starter, if he's off the bench. He may not have the numbers that are going to be worthy enough to win this award, but if you're talking about a guy who's ready to you know compete and to contribute, to me, a jobby at 25 to 1, that has some value. I like, look at you trying to find value, Joshua. I can appreciate, you. Find it, yeah. I can appreciate you trying to do that. Uh, how about what I just mentioned earlier, uh, the Stanley Cup final for tonight? We'll transition here as we've got a few good minutes to break down this Lightning Avalanche matchup. 3-1, Game 5, and we're seeing so much market support for the avalanche josh i mean the you, you talk about the movement here i mean it's gone from minus 160 into the minus 190 range i see a, i saw a couple books earlier this morning even touched two dollars for the first time which like on the one hand you kind of think all right isn't that a little bit out of control for a, an nhl game that it, there is so much variance game to game on the other hand, you certainly have to respect what the, the general market is saying here, and we are once again seeing that total of six juiced to the under after it hit under for the first time in game number four. What is your angle on this one tonight, Josh, as the Avs try to close out the lightning and lift the cup here? So I do have a play and I do have a lean. My lean here is pretty hard. Maybe it turns into a play later on when the drinks are flowing on a Friday night, Ben, but I'm going to go under <laughs> six. Go. I will lean there. I did notice something that was notable to me. 84% of bets are on the over. This has been, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. All these games, you have heavy, heavy betting on the over. We finally saw the odds makers. And again, they've been bullish on a lot of these totals. They've been, you know, six juicing up the under almost every game. You know, the first you know few games fly over. You finally get an under last game. 84% of bets on the over, and yet it's a six juiced up under. You know, why are the odds makers giving the public, you know, massive betting toward the over, almost even money or a little plus money to take the over? Feels to me like there's liability on the under tonight. I'll lean under a little bit. Uh, but in terms of my official play, I'm going to go Colorado on this one, Ben. I know it's not, you know, the greatest number ever, but they did open, as you mentioned, like minus 160. They're getting closer to minus 200. I jumped on them earlier today at minus 178. A couple things to like about Colorado. It's just been a really, really chalky playoffs overall. Favorites in the NHL playoffs. 
58 and 29, 67%. Even better if you're a home favorite, getting that last ice change, 43 and 18, 70%. Also, if you kind of look at, you know, the injuries here, I think bring getting Kadri back and, you know, he scores that goal that no one even know it went in, Ben, because it got roofed and stuck in the net. But Kadri's in and ready to go. Braden Point looks like he's out. Also, you have a lot of guys who are banged up on Tampa Bay. Sorelli, Paul, Kucherov, all these guys who are kind of nursing some injuries here. To me, Colorado, it matches a system play with these home favorites. You have a big line move in their favor. And I think reading between, you know, reading the tea leaves or reading between the lines, John Cooper was really weird in his postgame press conference losing that game last time where, you know, was it offsides? Was there too many men on the ice? He kind of was, you know, he didn't want to talk to the media. He said, I'll talk to you tomorrow. To me, reading between the lines, that tells me that he feels like he lost the series. If they win that thing, remember they had a 2-1 lead the last game, you're back in it. I think you're, you know, you're good to go. Uh, maybe you upset this series. But I think they feel like their opportunity slipped away. And I think Colorado now tasted it. So I'm going to take Colorado, Ben. I am going to lay the chalk. I'm going to lead hard to the under. And I'm kicking myself. Andy McNeil, shout out to Sunshine, our guy. He had Kale McCarr, I think like 15-1 to 1 to win this Conn Smythe Award. He's now minus 550. Yeah, it looks like a great bet, at least as of, as of right now. And you're spot on with the injuries. Yeah, good change, man. <laughs> I, no, exactly. Well, and even for the guys who will play for the Lightning, and Point's a great example of this. Even when he's suited up, just has not been the same level of effectiveness when he's been out there on the ice throughout the final. And I'll say this as well. I mean, the Lightning finally outshot Colorado in that game four loss, but they had to block 34 shots in order to do that. That is a ridiculous amount. So like, I would tell people, don't be fooled just because you saw the Lightning finally win the shots battle, which we talked about being such a big factor. Uh, that It is still a major, major uphill battle. You go on the road, you've lost two games down overtime, and you have a big disadvantage in the health department. So I, my strategy here, maybe the Lightning come out, they, they, give them, they give it their all early and get an early lead. That could be an in-game spot on Colorado. I don't want to lay a huge price, but I, I respect where you're coming from, Josh. Uh, we do still have to get to the College World Series and some MLB AL MVP odds. That is coming up next year on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zin, nicotine pouches are a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zin.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and to find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We welcome you back. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Back with Josh Applebaum. Check him out, his daily Market Insights podcast. Follow him at Josh underscore insights. And Josh, some interesting developments going on here in Major League Baseball where, for those who missed it this morning, uh, this just broke a couple hours ago, Aaron Judge and the Yankees, they were, they were set to go to arbitration court here, but they do settle one year, $19 million contract. They avoided a hearing scheduled for today. I'd say if, uh, if, Aaron, if I'm Aaron Judge, you picked a pretty good time to at least uh, ha be in the news with this stuff because of how amazing he's been playing. Another walk-off hit yesterday. Guy's been mashing. He's on a 63 home run pace. You got to think that at least with this now out of the way, you, you just have to wonder, right, with the pace he's, he's currently on. And we saw as well this come out that there are pretty major bonuses in place if he were to win AL MVP and if the uh, the Yankees were to win the World Series and he were to win MVP of that, he could make himself a pretty penny or two based on that. 
He really could. And again, picking a great year to have a career year here, as you mentioned, on pace for 63 home runs. If you look at his stats, it's unbelievable. He's hitting 304, 27 home runs, 53 RBIs. He's got an OPS of over 1,000. And really, it's a great time here, not just you know for his, his, his personal sake, getting a big deal after this year. And by the way, Ben, there, there was an article in the Boston Globe today saying the Red Sox should sign Judge, you know, make him the first like you know $400 million player and take him away from the Yankees. They don't want to sign Bogarts or Devers. I don't think they're going to sign Judge. So to me, that's like a total pipe dream here. But I like a minus 110 right now. To me, it's kind of a short uh, number here to win the MVP. I think with MVP, it's not just, you know, putting up great numbers, but also he's coming from the best team in baseball. So kind of like Marcus Smart winning Defensive Player of the Year, a lot of these awards, it's not just the numbers, it's are you on a good team? You know, and good teams get rewarded for a lot of these awards if, you know, mm -hmm. one of your major contributors or players are part of your, you know, your, your very successful year. So minus 110 to me sounds feels like a very low number. Now, Mike Trout's plus 650, but I don't trust Trout in terms of injuries. I could, you know, very easily see him losing more time. He's already lost some time this year. His numbers are pretty good, but again, injury concerns would scare me. If we're talking value, and again, those uh, who had value on Bancaro 20 to 1, I salute you. But to me, there's got to be a little value, at least, Ben, on Shohei Otani. You know, he, the other day it was unbelievable. What did he have? Like 11, 13, 12, 11, 12, 13 12 strikeouts. strikeouts. Yeah. yeah, something like that. He hits a home run. I mean, if you look at his two way stats, they're unbelievable. And we did see he really turned it on late last year. So if you're still getting, you know, around plus 400 on Otani and he continues to stay healthy and play great. To me, it's going to be almost like Jokic. You may have to give him the award. And Aaron Judge, we do know, has had injury, you know, concerns here. It's funny they didn't never get injured on their, you know, on their contract year. Ben, funny how that works. But to me, obviously, how do you not pass up Judge at a regular minus one ten juice price? But if you're looking for value, I think the one guy who could catch him would be Otani. Well, it's funny too, Josh, that we had this exact same conversation with Otani last year, where it pretty much came down to: Do you believe Otani will stay healthy the whole season? And if not, then you you wouldn't be betting him right now. Judge, who, as you mentioned, like misses 50 games in 2018, 60 games in 2019, basically played half of the 60-game shortened season in 2020. This is this he's on pace. Just this would just be the third time now in his seventh seventh year in the majors where he has gotten to 600 plate appearances. So the injury concerns are certainly there. And that's really what this, to me, what this comes down to. Uh, because if you look at Otani, and it's amazing what he's doing every time he, A, takes the mound, where I'd actually argue, and he's 45-1 to 1 to win this AL Cy Young, at least he was before his last start. If you're talking value, you, you're, you feel almost obligated to have at least a piece of Otani with a guy who's striking out 12 per nine, who's got a ridiculous ERA, ridiculous uh, metrics as far as lack of hard hit against and barrel percentages. That, like, that's where I would look personally, Josh, on Otani. And what, it be, what becomes difficult here is how do you try to measure voters who are, who are trying to figure out themselves how much they value whether, whether Otani is a novelty strictly as a two-way player, which I completely disagree with that whole thought, but how do you measure that as voters? And that's why I've always been really hesitant to, to bet into these award markets where you have so much left up to voters like that. So if it's me... This all comes down to Judge's health, but the wild card here has to be Otani. To me, this is a two-person race. I, I personally, Josh, think Otani's numbers should be a little shorter here at plus 350. And if you want to go back to last year, remember, if, if we saw what Vlad Guerrero Jr. did, his numbers were better than where Judge is at right now. And yet he was a pretty distinct dog to Otani the entire time, and Otani's numbers were not all the, that dissimilar to what he's doing right now. Again, it's the whole differentiation between first time anybody's ever seen this since Babe Ruth, basically, and now this year, where we just saw it a year ago. So I don't know how you break that down, Josh, but that's a distinction you have to make here, and it's why I don't want any part of this market just because it really should be those two guys, and I have no idea how this is going to play out. I'm sure we'll have more twists and turns uh, throughout the next three months here. 
I think it's a really interesting point you make, Ben. So number one, I'm requesting now Peter Gammons or, you know, one of these guys, Carl Ravitch, John Heyman. Can we get like a straw poll going? Remember the straw poll in the in the NBA there, Ben, where they, you know, polled all the media members. And, you know, at the time, Embiid was a huge favorite to an MVP, but yet they all were picking Jokic and then that kind of moved the number. Can we get going, something going like that? I think that would be really beneficial. Uh, and I think you, may, you raise another good point, Ben, you know, uh, in terms of the value and being a shorter number here, uh, maybe you feel like it should be shorter with Otani. But I also say... You know, what's kind of the, the mindset of these voters? Because the years when, you know, J Jacob deGrom was great and, you know, had a minuscule ERA of, you know, 1.5 or something. There are a lot of, you know, people and media members and people who vote and the BBWAA who, you know, has a big uh, say in this. They're saying, hey, I'm not going to give DeGrom, you know, the MVP like he's he, he's Cy Young. He's got his own award there. So is there kind of this bias of like, you know, against pitchers or they only pitch, you know, five days a week? You know how what uh, you know, once every five days, how can they have such a huge impact on their team? If, you know, a position player is there every single day. The beauty of Otani, though, is, you know, he DHs when he when he when he pitches, you know, he plays and he hits. Mm -hmm. So to me, maybe that's a, a benefit in his back pocket. And I think the more we see this out of him, the more we see him you know, pitching and striking people out and hitting home runs, I think that that's going to build a lot of goodwill and just, you know, step back and say, hey, we are witnessing, you know, the modern day version of Babe Ruth. So again, plus 350, plus 400. To me, that's where the value is. If you ask me where who's going to be MVP, if he stays healthy, how can it not be judged? I'm with you on that. And Otani, by the way, I just checked at BetMGM, Josh, down to 20 to 1 to win AL Cy Young after that a dominant shutout, 12 strikeout performance against the Blue Jays. And look, Yes. Did it just did the odds just get cut in half? They did. Will they continue to drop on Otani to win Cy Young? I totally expect them to. When you consider just how wide open this award is, and we've started to see Nestor Cortez, there's been some fall off there. You have Alec Manoa making a massive innings increase for the Blue Jays. Same thing with Shane McClanahan, the favorite. Justin Verlander's 40 and coming off two major injuries. And Shane Bieber has been very, very up and down so far for the Guardians. Kevin Gausman's had issues with command so far in his first year with Toronto. So it's almost, I mean, Garrett Cole's probably been the one constant there at plus 750, but uh, you could make a case too. That, like this, this award market in the Cy Young is super wide open, much more so than the MVP, and I, 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 have, I have to think Otani's going to keep a dropping in that in that market as well. Next start will be in a in a few days, I believe, slated for Monday. I'll, I'll double check that though uh, in the next break because we will have our full Major League Baseball breakdowns here coming up in our next segment. At the same time, Josh, we also have College World Series. World Series is set, and here we go: Ole Miss and Oklahoma. Seeing Ole Miss at BetMGM about a dollar thirty-five favorite OU plus one ten. Josh, I you you moved to two and zero all time when tailing me, so that's just an unassailable <laughs> record. Clearly, that uh, that can never be broached. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad at least it worked out for you yesterday. But what an incredible pitching performance by Dylan Delucia. 119 pitches, complete game shutout of Arkansas. And that, Josh, that is one of the best pitching performances I've ever seen in, in a college baseball game at that level where we are so used to tons and tons of runs being scored. And I'm sure for you watching, you were like, wow, this must happen all the time. Uh, let me tell you, that does not happen all the time in college baseball. So it, I'm sure it was nice for you being on the side of a, of a pitcher who was absolutely dealing yesterday. Oh, it really was, Ben. And I, again, it, I can't believe it took 38 minutes to, you know, to give you the props that you deserve here, Ben, but you continue to, you know, be sharp as a tack here when it comes to all sports, but college baseball, especially. So yeah, I'm two and oh tailing you. I'm going to continue here. Ben, any lean on this one? You know, Ole Miss minus 120 favorite. You know, the total, as you mentioned, was really interesting to me because I'm seeing all these, you know, scores fly over. And that was, what was it? Like, uh, was it, well, what was it, like nine over it or something nine, like yeah, that? Nine, ben? nine and a half yesterday. Yeah. Look, yeah, and it got it was juiced over, but yeah, any any play out of you today? Not uh, it's not. I'm not going to have a play game by game here. Oklahoma, if 
has Jake Bennett, their ace, who's a stud 6'6 lefty who I really like. And they are about a, they're basically even money in game one. I'm seeing minus 110 in a lot of other shops as well. I just went ahead and played this on the series price, Josh. I have Ole Miss. I had them at minus 120. They've gone up to minus 130, 135. I still like that. Both of these teams unseeded into the NCAA tournament. But to me, you're kind of figuring out, all right, which team has kind of over overperformed their expected value and expected outcome from the regular season? Ole Miss at one point was ranked number one in the country. So this isn't like some St. Peter's total Cinderella move throughout the NCAA tournament. Both of these teams are legit. I just question the depth of Oklahoma's pitching staff after they throw Bennett on, on Saturday, which will be tomorrow, game number one. O- Ole Miss is deeper. They have the better defense. They have the better the general pitching. It's all about can they slow down Oklahoma's bats. And Oklahoma has not faced this kind of pitching throughout this tournament run. So I certainly back Ole Miss. I'm not going to play this game by game. But I would go Ole Miss on the series price, and uh, and that'll be my pick here, Josh. Love it. And I think they were minus 120, now minus 135. I'm a line move guy, oh, Ben. Boy. The line's going to Ole Miss. Let's go. Of course you are. I know how you love that, <laughs> that, that post move to Josh. On the other side, we'll update some golf, get you set for the edge, and also talk about Josh's favorite games on the MLB card. That's next on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no-run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no-run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. That's right. Simply place a single or parlay no-run first inning bet. No runs in the first, no problem. You win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. Opt-in required. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. As we wrap things up on Betting Across America, I'm Ben Wilson from our South Point Sportsbook Studios, joined by Josh Applebaum from the East Coast. Follow him, as always, at Josh underscore insights. Josh, I know we've got Major League Baseball plays out of you today. Nothing live yet on the card, so a big, healthy Friday card to handicap. As I just mentioned, my College World Series thoughts a second ago. I know you've got some WNBA, some UFC you want to share to the people as well here before we get going in this MLB card. I do. So let's get some of these, you know, niche markets out of the way. But remember, a niche market, you know, unit is the same unit as any other bet on any other sport. So don't, you know, put your bias ahead of, you know, money making opportunities here. So, uh, you know, WNBA, let's start there, Ben. You know, we did get a winner last night. So I'm catching up to you in the, go. Uh, in the challenge here. You know, we did get the storm yesterday. So there we go. And I'm, the deficit is now two to one. You're in the lead, my man, as a friendly wager. But uh, looking at tonight, Liberty and the Dream, I'm going to take the over in this one, Ben. We saw this number open 155 and a half to the total. It's now 157 and a half. So we've seen about a two-point swing here in favor of the over. And what's notable to me, Ben, is this system match to the steam move over. If you look at overs in the WNBA, they're about 53% overall. But the key is that the line rises instead of falls or stays the same. So if you see a line move of at least a, a point to the over, those overs are now 26 and 19, 58% overall. So we're seeing the steam to this Liberty over also both teams are very rested the liberty haven't played since the 22nd the dream haven't played since the 21st so it's not like a tired legs you know under situation these uh you know these these athletes should be ready to go tonight also both are giving up about 80 points a game they really you know rank kind of low in terms of defensive efficiency and the dream in particular they're number three in terms of pace uh so they're quick up and down the court always like a fast-paced team if i'm sweating it over like a gonzaga of you know slow-paced team like you know virginian college hoops you're looking toward the under but also number five in offensive rebound percentage. So they get a lot of, you know, put back, easy bucket, stuff like that. And another thing I look at, Ben, 
correlative betting we talked about all the time but you know if i'm on an over i want a short spread therefore theoretically you know odds makers are expecting a close game maybe get a lot of back and forth action heck maybe even get overtime look at the line for this one ben it's just minus one dream by the way it did move to liberty there plus two and a half plus two now down to plus one we have a short spread over we have a steam move over system match give me the liberty and the dream over 157 and so a half. So many system matches. It's almost too many system matches. Love it, yeah. It's almost too many. <laughs> <laughs> going, going full on uh, the WNBA. I, lo I love it, and you got your winner uh, from last night. We also will have, as I was mentioning, coming up next to the edge, we'll have more PGA discussion as well with one of our hosts of our great show, Long Shots, Brady Cannon. He's joined by Will Hill. Ben Fox going to be in studio as well to talk all things NBA draft from last night. And seeing right now Rory McIlroy, even money to win the Travelers, which is just absurd for so early. We're, we're basically midway through Friday, but Rory is is a at 13 under here through 11 holes, one ahead of Xander Shoffley through 11 as well. Uh, Xander right now was at, uh, at about 2-1 to one when I last checked, so we'll have more from Brady coming up on that in just a few minutes here from our South Point Sportsbook studio, but as we transition, Josh, into the Major League Baseball card, uh, there are some great matchups tonight, really starting in the NL East where the first place New York Mets send Taiwan Walker to the mound to face Sandy Alcantara, current National League Cy Young Awards favorite here, and the Marlins currently seeing Miami here anywhere, anywhere from $1.36 to up, up to $1.45, Josh, at Tibet MGM right now. Are you riding the ace here with, uh, with Alcantara, or is there another angle you've got tonight? I am going to ride the ace here with the Marlins and Alcantara. And by the way, as you mentioned, the favorite here, Ben, plus 225 to win the NL Cy. So not great, you know, value, I guess. But obviously, it goes to show you what a great year he's having. By the way, Alcantara, 7-2, 1.72 ERA. The Marlins, by the way, are 7-1, the last eight starts by Alcantara. But I'm not betting on, you know, the Marlins just because of Alcantara. To me, if you cover up the names of the teams, that's something that, you know, a mentor of mine very early when I started to learn about line movement and going contrary and all these, you know, different things, it's, hey, don't let your body bias, you know, lean you one way or the other, cover up the names of the team. So you don't get, you know, roped into, you know, oh, this team's good or this team's bad. What's the data telling you? What's the line telling you? And what it tells me, Ben, is you're in a good faith, the trendy dog play here, a, you know, a contrarian favorite scenario with a reverse line move with Miami. If you look at our uh, betting percentages at draft at, uh, from DraftKings, VEASAN.com slash splits, only 37% of bets are on Miami today. The public is saying, you odds makers, you're crazy. You're giving me the Mets, a really good team, you know, at plus 125. How do I not take that? But what's notable to me, Ben, is even though only 37% of bets are on Miami, you would think the line would, you know, with, you know, what, 63% of bets on New York, it would flip mm -hmm. to New York. No, it's gone further to Miami here. Miami opened as low as, you know, minus 115, minus 120. We're seeing them get steamed up now to around minus 130. Just during our show right now, they're steaming up even maybe to minus 140. So I'm going to take this, you know, sharp line move in favor of the fish. I'm going to be uh, bet on Alcantara to stay hot here. You have correlative betting. Favorite low total, so lines moving to the favorite, and we do have a total of only seven in this game. You also get Miami. They've won six straight at home. They have some home cooking going. Anytime I see a majority of bets on the dog, get the line moves to the favorite, Ben, that's an auto bet for me on the favorite. Give me the fish here and a fishy number. There you go. If you want to go ahead and teleport to the South Point Sportsbook, Josh, you can get $1.36 on the Marlins. That is the lowest number Ooh. I'm seeing in the market right now. And I'll say this on Taiwan Walker, who's been off to a great start, 288 ERA in 11 starts. It, it concerns me that he's missing so few bats, fewer than seven strikeouts per nine. His hard hit numbers aren't great. 
expected fielding independent pitching at 395, expected ERA of 383, and he's a guy who has not really ever put it together for a full season. And we saw you know, we saw flashes last year, but ended up really disintegrating down the stretch. Ends up with a you know 450 ERA and a 7 and 11 record. So as much as I like some of the intangibles and some of the things in the arsenal that Taiwan Walker brings, this could be a tough outing for him, even though it is a relatively light hitting Miami Marlins squad. But again. Low margin for error when you're facing a guy as good uh, as Sandy Alcantara. Uh, pick number two for you, Josh, tonight on the card. A uh, really outstanding matchup as well. We have a couple of these NL West versus NL East matchups, and we get a rematch of last year's NLCS. Freddie Freeman makes his return to Atlanta. Dodgers and the lefty Julio Urias on the mound, taking on Ian Anderson and the Atlanta Braves. And I'm seeing the Dodgers here, Josh, anywhere from $1.25 to $1.30, but nine's now juiced up here to the over as far as our total goes. I'm going to take the Dodgers in this one, Ben. One thing that jumped out to me, a system match on a non-division road favorite. This has been one of the best spots here if you're a system better like me. Non-division road favorites, again, don't have to worry about the divisional dog angle. You can kind of go with a road team, uh, a favorite on the road, because the public tends to really love those home teams. If you see a road favorite, you kind of question yourself a bit. But those non-division road favorites, 133-71 and 71 this year, 65%, 10% ROI. You had a couple winners uh, yesterday in that spot with the Braves and also with my Miami. We've seen line movement to the Dodgers. They open like minus 115, minus 120-ish. They're up to minus 130. I do see a little buyback, so you can probably find around a minus 125. What's interesting to me is Anderson has a better win-loss record than Urias, but Urias has pitched better. 2.56 ERA, Anderson 4.35. You also look at you know the Dodgers in this spot. They're 29-17 and 17 against righties, facing a righty today. They're 23-13 and 13 on the road, on the road today, and they're 42-15 and 15 as a favorite. So this spot, road favorite against a righty, they've done very well. To me, this is almost like a, it's a line move play. It's a system play, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of a value play, getting a really good team at kind of a reduced low number here. And also, with some revenge in mind, remember the Dodgers lost to the Braves there in the playoffs last year. Is there any holdover? Your plus 129 run differential Dodgers, plus 47 with Atlanta. I'll take the Dodgers here. I'm going to bank on Urias, and I like that road uh, non-division road favorite system. And match. Dodgers with the Padres right on their heels. One-game lead right now for the Dodgers over San Diego in the West. Meanwhile, Braves, don't look now. They're within four games of the Mets here for the NL East lead, 41-30. and 30. Uh, Those Atlanta Braves. The second NL East NL West matchup we've got, it's Phillies and Aaron Nola. The ace goes to the mound. Phillies really impressive last night. They were all over Joe Musgrove as the Padre ace was coming off his COVID IL stint. Padres will send Mackenzie Gore, the young lefty, to the mound tonight. And again, we're seeing a short road favorite in this spot. Josh, is there an angle you got on this one? Yeah, my angle's Philly. And again, surprised me last night. I was on Musgrove and obviously got lit up there and really light hitting lineup for the Padres. I think if you look at their hitters like six, you know, five through nine, a lot of these guys you never heard of, they're really struggling with injuries now. They're missing Machado. They're missing Voight. I don't know what's up with Cronenworth. He wasn't in last night, but a lot of these guys, you know, at the bottom of the lineup are hitting like 180, 175. Uh, with that being said, I like Philly in this one, Ben. If it, a lot of these matches with the Dodgers are the same with the Phillies. Non-division road favorite. You look at the line move in favor of Philadelphia. They were as low as like minus 113, minus 115. Now you're up to minus 125, minus 130. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola's been really good this year. 3.11 ERA. Philly 6-3 and three their last nine. And Mackenzie Gore. He's 3.64 ERA, which looks really good, but he's gotten lit up his last couple starts. And if you look at Philly, they're 13 and 9 against lefties. Doesn't sound that great, but they're only 24 and 25 against righties. So Philly's been better against lefties than they are righties. 
They're a winning team as a favorite, winning team on the road. I'm going to go Philly here and really hope that their pitching and their bats, you know, out, outplay the Fathers tonight. Couple, couple of books still out with the Phils right now at a dollar twenty-two favorites, which you can get. And for more of Josh's plays, more MLB, more UFC, check out the Market Insights podcast each and every weekday. Josh, as always, it's been a blast, man. We'll be back to do it all again next week. Mike Pritchard out for one more week, so looking forward to it. Josh, enjoy the weekend of plays. Can't wait, Ben. Great job this week. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. And we've got more great sports betting content coming up next. It's The Edge, Brady Cannon, Will Hill, joined by Ben Fox in studio. For now, we're done. Betting Across America concludes here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.